Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. It's our first Tuesday episode. I am Blackjack Brad, and as always, I am joined by Kansas City, Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. That's me. I'm here. I did that in one take. You, you did. That? that was crazy. Just, I loved it. I can't. I can't believe it. It took everything I had to ah, get that on the first try. Marshall, all of your skills. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that for just mm-hmm. a minute. I might fly out there just right. pat you on the back. <laughs> Well, baseball family, the reason we moved to Tuesday is because we got sick and tired of our current events and our takes and everything being out of date by the time Monday rolled around. We'd record Friday, Saturday night, and uh, new stuff would happen on Sunday and Monday during the day. It's like, well, geez, everything I said on Friday is now completely irrelevant. So right. that's why we moved to Tuesdays. <laughs> so, also, also, Brad's wife deserves date nights. She just does. Yes, that's true. So yeah, that, that's that, it. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. But so today we're going to get caught up on current events. We're going to go through current events of last week. We're going to get caught up on current events of the weekend because that's why we're here. That's why we're here on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do that. And then uh, I'm going to give Brig not quite a baseball quiz, but I'm going to ask him some questions about baseball. Ooh. Some of his thoughts, opinions, uh, comments, snide remarks, the whole. And I have no idea what's coming. No, no idea he doesn't. All. I'm no a little clue. bit scared, actually. <laughs> don't be don't be scared because i believe in you, I believe in you. <laughs> all right all right should we get started yeah all right here we go so first things first the astros continue to get away with it unreal all day absolutely day. yeah it's 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 insane and i don't i don't understand how Things can be going this way. For those of you who don't know, there was a little bit of a... Eh, it, was, it wasn't even a little bit. The bench is cleared. Full on scuffle. The bullpens came in. There was there was a brawl. It was the A's and the, and the Astros. Okay. It was a Donnybrook. Ramon. It, it, there you it go. It was a full on Donnybrook. Donny it was a Donnybrook, bro. That's what it was, bro. It was, yeah, bro. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Ramon, <laughs> Ramon Laureano <laughs> got hit like five times. In mm-hmm. in a three or four game series, he plays for the A's, and the Astros were just throwing at him the whole time. And finally, he got sick of it, and so he's telling him like, "Hey, come on!" You, like he, you could see he's kind of doing the action, like like spin that curveball, you know? And it's like whatever. Uh-huh. But then you've got Alex Cintron. Cintron, I don't know how to say his name. He's the Astros hitting coach. He's yeah. barking at him from the dugout yeah, as he's, he's walking on the first base. Next thing you see, you see Loriano charge the dugout. <laughs> now. This is the second time in two years we've seen this happen, and I gotta say, you gotta have some brass ones on you if you're gonna charge the dugout dug by it, that's yourself. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> like it's one thing to charge the mound because you're going one on one, maybe one on six or seven at the most. <laughs> that's not too but bad. They've got twenty twenty eight man <laughs> roster plus coaches, staff, that, trainers. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. And of course, Cintron, after chirping at him, hides behind like three players. Yeah, he does. Yeah, like he should be suspended the rest of the season just for that alone. If you're gonna bark at a guy, and you're gonna instigate it, stand up and fight him. You can't hide. That's what I say. But so. you know what else I'd love to do though? I'd like to sit there right next to R- Ramon and crush some Astros, bro. Like I would just. Oh yeah, love that. Kick, kick some Astros, if you will. Kick some Astros. Kick some Astros. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I totally agree with you. I'd go with him. I'd be right by his side for I sure. Would too. It's it's unreal. And then Loriano got six games. Cintron got twenty games, which I like. I said I feel like that's light. He should be out for the rest of the mm-hmm. season because of his his role in the whole thing and his cowardice and and the whole thing. Like no, kick him out. He's got no place in baseball. Well, it's, but the fact that Loriano got six games and no Astros who were involved in it got suspended, I, I think Maldonado was catching that day and he tackled Loriano before he reached the dugout. Yeah, he did. Like, <laughs> I understand you're defending your team, but that is that is just as much instigating as charging. I feel like because you've got the guy on the ground. I. Somebody from the Astros should have been suspended. Nobody got from the no nobody from the Astros got suspended for throwing at him. Nope. It it's a complete lack of institutional control on Rob Manfred's part because the Astros have been given immunity not only in the investigation but also in the season. It seems like they can just do whatever they want, throw at anybody whoever they want, and they won't get suspended either. Yep. That is how it seems. So I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me, but. That's what we have going on in baseball right now. Joe Kelly's suspension, speaking of guys who did get suspended for throwing at somebody, not even hitting anybody, but throwing at them. He didn't even hit anybody. <laughs> that 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 there is like so much just like, how much more Rob Manfred can you be? <laughs> be That's Joe so Kelly Rob gets Manfred. five games. Like I said, he got, his, his suspension was reduced to five games. He gets five games for throwing at somebody, but not hitting him. But the Astros will let him slide for hitting somebody because they tattled on him. They tattled and said that they were breaking the rules. Mm. That's so Manfred. Oh, it is so Put Manfred. that on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should I put will. on a T-shirt. Don't Let's worry. Do it. do it. Perfect. Love it. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, it blows my mind. Like I said, Joe Kelly, five games now. That's still 13 and a half games in a regular season. That's right. That's a lot. That's a, a lot, lot of baseball yeah, for is. a middle reliever. But anyways, World. let's talk about things that we actually are, are happy yeah. about and we like. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big World Baseball Classic guy. I was not originally. Brig, do you like the World, you like the world Baseball Classic, I do. right? I really do, yeah. You. Yeah, you're you're an international competition guy. Yes, an, for sure. An Olympics junkie, self-proclaimed Olympics junkie. True. Um, well played there. Yeah. But the World Baseball Classic was supposed to be, uh, what was it, next year? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, that's right. But they bumped it to 2023, yeah. which I think works out because they you got to do qualifiers, everything. Qualifiers will be next year. And how about this? The field has been upped to 20 teams Whoa, from see, 16. Yeah, see, now that I dig. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it should be like a true World cup size field. Yep. Uh, as far as contenders, not like pitch or whatever. But uh, yeah. anyways. <laughs> not the, the pitch itself. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> but no, I, I'm excited about it. I really like the World Baseball Classic. Like I said, I, I wasn't big on it before because I felt like the I feel like international competition um, gets watered down 
because there's just a, a few elite countries as far as talent. Yep. You know? Yes. Um, but like that come- basketball in the Olympics. I, I, I was talking about basketball because I'm a big basketball fan mm-hmm. as well. Yes. But basketball in the Olympics is like there's like three countries who compete. It's the U.S., Spain, and Argentina. That is like yes. – Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the Eastern European countries are starting to get better, but nobody can compete with those three countries. And so I don't like I – don't, I don't love Olympic basketball because it's watered down. I was worried about that with the World Baseball Classic, that it was going to feel watered down, but it doesn't. No. And it makes sense that it's not. Yeah. Right? And that, the cool thing about the World Baseball Classic is that there are more than three or four countries representative, uh, and they have so much talent, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we, they feel a decent comp- competition almost every day. It's, it's you know, what, especially mm-hmm. once you get a little deeper into it, man, it's like mm-hmm. really great baseball all the time. It is, it's, and it's a ton of fun, and it's – the other thing that I liked about it, because I, I need to go to a WBC game, yeah. like – for sure, because it's it's more of that international sporting atmosphere. Yes. You get you get more of the soccer and yeah. the and the KBO environment in there because people have their flags, people are jumping the and cheering the entire game. Are out. It's unreal. Yeah. Less picnicky, less picnicky, more ruckus. Yeah, lots more ruckus. Yeah, yes. And, I, and I'm here. Yeah, for that. I think I could so. get into that. I'm. I don't think I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a baseball game with ruckus, and I don't. I don't think I've ever had that experience. <laughs> I I would be happy been, about it though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a a baseball game that got ruckus. I mean, I've been in one that did, right? Just because there was a situation and uh, benches cleared, but uh, Donnie Brook. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of Donnie Brook, but there's that's a whole different story. But we'll get into that maybe another day. <laughs> So keep your eye out for the WBC. We're still a couple years away, but we're going to get some qualifiers here in 2022. Yeah. So that should well, be fun. It all comes, to, all comes to down to the money. If uh, it does, if countries aren't willing to compensate their players to play and, and train and et cetera, et cetera. Then if there's no incentivized uh, motivator, then that was redundant. If there's no motivator, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. It, then it's the same with it's the same with amateur boxing, right? The, there's no incentive mm-hmm. for USA boxing to you know for athletes to compete in USA boxing. They just go pro mm-hmm. because within a yeah. short amount of time and the same amount of work, you know they get their face bashed in a little bit more, but they make a ton of money doing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know. And and really, at this point, it's not safe to be doing that much traveling. Yeah. Right. right, so that's that's yeah, another that's, big thing too. Is they're supposed to be qualifying this year, but it's it's just not realistic right yep. now. So, no, I agree with you. Anyways, but speaking of, I mean, it's obviously it's not safe because of COVID. But speaking of COVID, oh, got some issues with the Indians. Yeah, the NL Central is kind of a mess with COVID right now. The, the or not the NL, just the Central, Central in general, yeah, the AL it. Central, yeah. the NL Central. The East kind of has things sorted out. We've been lucky so far with the West, knock on wood, that that hasn't been an issue. Um, but the Central, for some reason, you, you've had the Cardinals who, didn't, who went two weeks without playing baseball. They finally played today. Um, and they're going to have to play a ton of doubleheaders between now and the middle of September. Oh, yeah. So I guess that's their punishment is depleted pitching. Um, but, I, I mean... We've talked about it before. We talked about it last week. That are they going to have to reach a certain win, winning percentage? They're going to have to win a play, uh, reach a, a game threshold of a certain number of games played in order to be 
eligible for the playoffs. And there's a chance if they have to reach a threshold, the Cardinals might not That's reach right. it. So, so and there should but, be. By the way, the, yeah, there should be. There definitely we should need, be. Absolutely um, need capital N need a minimum games played threshold, guys. Yes. I I totally agree. I like the number 53 because that is I mean that's 88%. Yeah, of your games. I would I would be okay with 82, 80 to 82%. Whatever that math works out to be. Do the nerd thing, Brad. Yeah. Uh, I'm working <laughs> I close my calculator. <laughs> the my calculator, the close There it is. There's the but, Brad we love. <laughs> Check out the big so, brain on Brad. <laughs> yeah. So 80% is 48 games. That's yeah, 48 that's games. That's a little low. And that would be the absolute yeah, lowest low. I'd be willing to go. Absolutely lowest. Because 50 games would be call it an even, 83%. Call it an even 50, and I'd feel okay about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd be okay so, with that. But anyways, <clears throat> so the Indians had a little bit of a scare and they were, you know, uh, trying to avoid the risk of, of going down the Cardinals path. They had Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger went out and then came back and the, they sent Plesak home pretty quick. They're like, uh, no, you broke protocols. You're, you're right. out, go home, quarantine. We'll take care of it. Then, but, but then apparently Mike Clevenger didn't tell anybody about yeah. it. That he went out with Plesak, and he actually got on the plane, and everybody was so mad. They were so mad. So they sent him home from wherever they're going. I don't remember at, the, at this point. It was last week. Uh, I don't remember what happened this morning. So um, <laughs> it's, it's all a so blur. They sent him home. All... <laughs> it is all a blur. So much, <laughs> so much a blur. But so they sent him, home. and then they optioned both of those guys to their alternate training yeah. site. Like, oh, man. So the Indians are putting more value on actually playing games than they are on winning. Because Clevenger's very good. Like, he is, he's one of the, I mean, they got Bieber, so they're still going to win when he's out there. But but Clevenger is a very good pitcher. And so they're missing, they're obviously missing out with him. Um, But the fact that they are like, no, you guys broke the rules, this is your punishment. I think, I love it. Good on him. Dilly dilly. Yes. Yeah. More teams should do it. Um but it gets it got to the point where uh where Plesak was not happy with the way the media reacted, with the way the team reacted, everything, blah de blah. Um but this is the reason they got optioned is because the rest of the team basically said, Get rid of these guys or right. we're not playing. Um reliever Oliver Perez said he'd opt out of the season if they weren't punished. Um, Francisco Lindor voiced his bl- his displeasure, and I think if Lindor is saying oh, something man. about it, the Indians are going to be like, "Oh yeah, we better yeah, do something for sure." That goes <laughs> org wide, yeah, definitely all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So no, like I said, good, good on them. Good job punishing these guys. They they deserve. I agree, hundred percent. I agree, man. I think it's, fabulous. but in order, no, oh, I go think ahead. It's Sorry, fabulous. I like to see that the players are policing themselves. That's my favorite thing. Solve the problem at the lowest mm-hmm. level possible, and I, and yeah, if you have sure. team captains and you you know you have those powerful personalities in the clubhouse, that's where it should start and end. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it shouldn't have to go to the top. It shouldn't have to go to Manfred. He shouldn't have to oh, make some kind of punishment no. for players and teams and everything based on outbreaks. Um, 
the team should take care of it themselves. If the players can take care of it, yep, then that's so be too it. heavy handed to so get Manfred it. involved in something like that, and he would just blow it anyway. So <laughs> yeah, can't let it would. get that high, guys. We, we need team captains. This is why you're there. Too much precedent yeah. for that. Yes. But, but Manfred and Major League Baseball, though, they have come kind of come to the conclusion that in order for because of the way things have gone. In order for the the season to get to and complete a World Series, they're probably going to have to do the bubble right. scenario. Um, which, given the expanded playoffs, it's not realistic to do it in no. one place. Like, just play all the games in Arizona, all the games in Florida. Which, I mean, if they wanted to use spring training facilities, they could. Arizona would be a great it place to be. play if they use spring training yes. facilities. Yes, wouldn't all, it? It's so close. In October, October baseball. Oh man, Ooh. I would be on a plane so fast. <laughs> oh man, that'd be be that'd yeah, be beautiful. Be that'd be yeah. perfect. So, but what they're what they're toying with is um, L.A. and Anaheim, North South Side Chicago, and uh, Queens and Bronx, New York. Well, and is, those make plenty of sense as well. Honestly, I mean, it's especially they with do. The, you know, the three divisions broken up that way. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's yep. it, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So, so they'll have, they'll have their, their locations for their divisions, everything. Um, I'm just, I'm curious where they're going to play the world series. Cause at that point it's gotta be right. It's gotta be, it's gotta be site. neutral site. That's right. You have to. So, yeah, I would think so. And I'm curious where they're going to play it. I'd, I'd Maybe like to. That's why they're not picking Arizona for this bubble theory thing because maybe. maybe Arizona and one of the Florida teams will be the neutral site. They're not going to play it in the drop, though. Nope. No, so not it would in the either drop, be no. in Miami. Um, well, I mean, if you think about it, no matter. I mean, Arizona's going to be even if they did like the bubble in Arizona. It would be a neutral site anyway. Let's be real. The D-backs are not making the playoffs. I listen. You, I can hold out hope. Okay, I can. I said wild card. <laughs> There's still time. It's true. You did. It's there is, and you know what? I noticed today that the Padres, despite how well they've been playing, how good they are, they're they under are. 500. That they actually have a worse record than the D-backs. So I don't know. Maybe See, they will shocking. make the wild card. This, none of this makes sense. We're three weeks into the season. It does. My whole everything is calibrated the wrong way. I've got. I've got no. Mm-hmm. I. We only have six <laughs> weeks left, people. The season ends in six weeks. Up is down. Left is right. I have no. I idea don't either. What's going on. I mean, it's fun though. I'm, I'm so confused by it all. It is fun, yeah. It's it's a whirlwind, is what it yeah, is. It's crazy, and and I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, loving it. But hey, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about a little bit more current events to get you caught up on the weekend, and then later we'll get into some Aww, baseball. Oh yeah. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family, to segment two of our episode today. Brad has... Yeah. Another where did the team name come from? We're very excited about that. And then we're going to talk about who's injured 
and some power rankings and things like that. So, very exciting. First of all, Brad, why don't you tell us where the Kansas City Royals got their team name? Kansas City Royals. So, I was thinking, actually thinking about this this week. I was like, I haven't done one in a long time. Mm-hmm. And what's a team name that I've always been curious about? So, I actually came with the Royals because I've always, I've always wondered. It's not like Kansas City has ever been ruled by a king or anything like it. Um, <laughs> I, I hey, thought they did. Maybe... 2015 they were, okay? <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe it came from the Negro League team, which was the Monarchs. Monarch. So they just said, you know, let's, let's take that and that we'll sense. make them the Royals. Yeah. Not the case. What? Not the case. Okay. It's not. It's not the Ooh, Monarchs. This is me sitting so, back. I'm ready. All right. So this is from Bleacher Report. It says, it's because of Missouri's billion-dollar livestock income. There, It was Kansas City's position as the nation's leading stocker and feeder market and the nationally known American Royal Parade and Pageant. Get out of here. So... So it doesn't come from past kings or queens, doesn't come from the Kansas City Monarchs. It is because of the livestock industry and the American Royal Parade and Pageant. I did not know that. Me neither. I thought that was really interesting. That kind of a funny thing. I'm I'm I wonder and you know I wonder why they have never had any kind of livestock in their in their logo that it's always been which makes sense, a crown. You know, that's fine. Sure. But they never had any kind of nod to that in their history. You're so, right. Not one time. Even the colors don't jive. Yeah. Yeah, nothing about it. Nothing about it says livestock. But Huh. I mean at that point they might as well have just gone with like Aggies or something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no. Well, I like Royals cool. better than Aggies. I do too. Aggies feels like a college thing because it is. It is a college. <laughs> a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um I can think of three off the top of my head. Yeah. But yeah, I would never have Never have thought that that's what Royals came from. So, well, look at you, Brad. That was <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> look at that. Look at that, man. Baseball family, what do you think of that? How do you like them apples? That's what I want to know. <clears throat> and let us know. Is there another team you want to know about? Yeah. I mean, you can obviously do a quick Google search, but if you want to hear me blow Briggs' mind with uh, with a team name, <laughs> send it on over. Send yeah. it through the mailbag. Don't, whatever you want. Don't Google it. This not that's not as much fun. <laughs> that's right. Let Brad Google it. Yep. Just really just feed the laziness. <laughs> just feed it. Just let it happen. Just embrace it. Embrace it while you're that's at it. That's what I do. You know? For sure. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like John Mullaney says in one of his stand ups, he's like, Well, because I'm lazy by nature. <laughs> it's like, yes. Mm-hmm. That is an absolutely perfect depiction yes. of my life. Yes. I'm lazy by nature. All right, so let's talk injuries for a minute. And look, we have to talk about the Yankees because despite Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu still and perpetually injured, they're still killing Mm -hmm. it, man. I mean, mean, it's disgusting how well they're doing, actually. I mean, they just – the tonight's game got rain delayed, but they were – what was this going to be? A sweep over Boston? If they won tonight, Probably. Boston's terrible. Yeah, they're up six to two. Uh, oh, it just went final. Nope, six to two. Top of the ninth, one out. Oh, okay, um, so the delay got lifted. Oh, wow. Clearly, I'm yeah. busy. <laughs> 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 All right. But, 
Six to two. Hey, Yanks? oh, real quick. Holy smokes. Okay, hold on. Right. Before we came on, I said, geez, the Mariners are already down six to one. It's the third inning. Yeah, you did. Bottom the fourth inning. It is an, the Seattle has an eight to six, eight to six lead. What? Unreal. Unreal over the Dodgers. The holy smokes. Wow. That, that, they that, finally woke even, up after their trip to Houston. I don't even have Man. a place <laughs> in my reference bin for that. Like, I'm just happy for you. Thank you. And the only thing I can think of is like on Bull Durham. How do we ever win six? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Did somebody break out the salami and the mustard? <laughs> they may- I mean, honestly, to get to come I'll, back, um, I'll look that up look while up. while you look it up because um, I have something to say about the Aaron Judge ten day IL placement. And so go for it. So we go were for it. we were talking about this earlier, and and Brad was like, "God, geez, he's he's on the IL again." And I said, "Well, listen, if you think about it, you got teams that aren't even playing right now, right?" And the Yankees have Clint Frazier just sitting there, not now because you know Judge been on IL, but Clint Frazier is is on a tear. He's killing it. He's doing really really well, mm-hmm. and that's what they wanted, right? This is what we talked about. They want to up his chip value, up his trade value, and so that they can you know push him out. But every time we call him up, um, he holds his own. It's, offensively, he's fantastic. And defensively, he's really made like lots of improvements. So my thought was, I'll bet you that Judge is on the IL as much with a strategic purpose as anything else. You know, he's he could be. He's just sitting there. They're they're like, look, pump the brakes, man. We can't afford any problems later. You know, we got six weeks left. Let's just what you know, any hint of a problem, he's getting pulled. You know, so he can be there if they go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think is happening. I don't think that would be any shock to anybody. I just want to clear the air because um, now I think the DJ LeMahieu thing is totally different. Two, three weeks out, that's that's a different scenario all the way around. But the Stanton thing is falling right in the middle for me because it's like, well, come on, man. Earn your paycheck. Well, there's a history there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, freak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Stanton. I feel like anytime he goes on the on the IL, it's like there's no surprise. I don't know. Of course he did. Of course yeah. he did. And you know, sometimes guys are just. I don't want to say they're too big, but maybe he might just be too big. Yeah. You know that there's there's certain guys that it doesn't matter what sport it is, they just can't stay healthy. Their bodies just not aren't meant for it because for whatever reason, you know. Now on the opposite side so. of that, so let's talk about Bo Bichette because he doesn't have that problem. Not at all. No, he's been good. Right, good, healthy, but he's young and he's, you know, now injured. So, yes, till mid September. He's, so he's going to miss. Yeah, he's going to miss a significant amount of time with a knee injury. Yeah, um, I didn't see exactly what it was, but well, but that could still be. Yeah. It's a problem, no matter I mean, what it is. I mean, not that they can't like cover down; they can, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, out of, I, I worry about what this might mean for his long-term career. Cause he's one of those young players. Yeah. that's so exciting and it's, he's already super humble and he's already so capable that I just want, I, it just, I ache. Don't want to see him have problems, you know? 
Yeah, and I just I just looked it up. It's a sprain. It's a knee sprain. Yeah. And those can linger. Just if I'm the Blue Jays, like if if they're not in contention in mid September when he comes back, shut him down. Right. Just make sure it's good to That's go. That's what I mean. Because you don't want to do you don't want to do any long term damage to a guy like that. You'd rather shut it down and have him play a year that they're actually going to contend. Yeah, but, but then, I mean, by all means, if they are, then bring him back, put a brace on it, and hope for the best. Right, a little Tiger Bomb Ultra. We talked about that last time. Yeah, there we? you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, why not? Buy a Theragun. Tiger Bomb we talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> the winning combination, it's, the Theragun with the Tiger Bomb it's Ultra. It's terrific, man. I'm giving you, I'm telling you, this is solid gold advice right here. Um, I don't know who's listening, it's free. but it's for you. I promise. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have I have the Mariners um, box score right here. Okay. You've got home runs by Kyle Seager, mm-hmm. my guy Kyle Lewis. Yeah. Um, Evan White seems to finally break it out of. He got a home run like the second or third game of the season. Okay. And then he just fell off. He's batting like a buck twenty four. He's I mean, he's still only batting a buck thirty, but yeah. I think his average has gone up in the last three days. From where it was, uh, and you've got a home run. No, I'm sorry, Austin, um, Austin Nola has a, a couple RBIs. Um, Evan White was the other. It was the only other home run. But three home runs, a couple guys, with a couple RBIs. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's just solid. Three, four, baseball. five hitters. Yeah, three, four, five hitters are actually coming through. And Kyle Lewis and Kyle Seager have both been on fire. Yeah, they're Kyle Lewis is batting three fifty. I mean, come fantastic. on, fantastic. The the unofficial. Kyle Lewis fan club right here. <laughs> oh yeah, for I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't be happier that he's he's playing so well because it's amazing. Yeah, no. Been doubt. waiting for that guy for a couple of years, but so so the last thing I want to talk about on this segment before we move on to the next one is none other than Scotty V. <laughs> Scotty Scott <B>. Boris <laughs> is uh, is throwing his weight around in arguably inappropriate ways <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably not I'd a fair term inappropriate but <laughs> well he's he's one of those meddling he kids is. he's like dennis the menace man it's like come on dude <laughs> shoot yeah. your slingshot somewhere else now i just dated us both that's fine <laughs> not like we're young or anything but freak <laughs> no but still but yeah, so Scott Boris basically, allegedly or whatever, told Trevor Bauer to shut down Momentum, which is his social media platform, YouTube channel, all that. So, mm, yeah, it's his platform. Well, the funniest thing about it to me is that Scott Boris does not even represent Trevor Bauer and never will no. represent Trevor Bauer no. because he's too smart for that. Yeah. He he tweeted out this week and said, and like he told he like his tweet said to players he said Scott Boris does not have your best interest in mind. He does he is not good for baseball. Like we, he would no. never go with Scott Boris. His agent is is Rachel Luba, yeah. who is awesome by the way, um, and I think gives him excellent and progressive advice. You know, momentum is one of those things that she's actually involved in it, yep. and I think that she's encouraged his involvement in it. Because she understands how important it is for players to market themselves. Yes, that's exactly right. It's, I don't know why Scott Boris would be like, oh, you should, really shouldn't be marketing yourself as a baseball player because MLB does a fine job. Wait a minute. Hold on. Which this, they don't. This coming? <laughs> no, for sure. 
<laughs> wow, that, so, yeah, there's a lot there. Okay, <laughs> there is. But yeah. listen, this coming from the guy who is solely responsible for a significant portion of Alex Rodriguez's uh, fame and 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 reputation and, and and everything that happens. I mean, what mm-hmm. wasn't it during the draft that that Alex Rodriguez um, announced that he might be leaving the Yankees just to disrupt is during the world oh, it's series during the world series that's what it was is the world series right. <laughs> yeah because the yankees weren't playing and scott boris is, of course has him say oh the, we got our contract or something i think it, i think it was this contract extension is what they I announced during was. the world series it because was. it has to be all about scott boris clients all the time so talk about not marketing yourself he just didn't want him marketing himself the 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 way of the world he doesn't want him marketing himself the you know and and are you really an effective way because mm-hmm. it's just not the traditional way. And he's scared of that, I guess. I don't know, which is interesting. Well, I, I'm sure that's what it yeah. is, is that he's, he's a dinosaur. I mean, yeah, he, he still has old tactics. Um, he still has his old negotiating tactics of, Oh, we've got somebody else on the line. Do you though? I, we don't think, you well, do. and, oh, you know, okay. He, but it, He's he's been doing he's been doing things the exact same way since two thousand one. Yes, but in two thousand one he was ultra disruptive. He came he, he came in and rocked every boat there was. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, he was. And I, so for him and, to dog somebody for doing the same thing is shocking. <laughs> it is, but the, and the thing is now is that he's right. He's still riding that yeah. momentum. Oh, is did that, you intend that pun? That all, was very all good. All of his clients. <laughs> He's What's that? that momentum. Oh, moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Happy accident. Anyway, but no, he's he he is writing that, and I don't think he gets his clients an extra dollar. To be honest no. with you, what it is is there is market value, and they know these guys bring in this much revenue. Bryce Harper, Garrett Cole, yeah. both yes. of them are worth as much as what they've gotten paid, they would have gotten that money anyway. Mike Trout got more than both yep. of them, and he's not represented by Scott yes. Boris. So I feel like that right there should have called, told guys, like, I don't need Boris to get rich. Yep. And hopefully he'll just get phased out of the league because people have seen that and get wise on him. That he's a snake. Yeah. Baby shark dude. Just kidding. I can't do. <laughs> Mel just walked by and did this to me. That was fair use. <laughs> like the, that was fair use. <laughs> kind of like the. <laughs> kind of like on dodgeball, you know, the, the global gin cobra. Yeah, that's, that. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, he's a snake in the grass. He is. And it's just terrible. And, and he's he out is. for himself and, and whomever else. And yep. it's just, God, I, I just don't like him at all. And, uh, never yeah, have, no. but I, so for him to no, for him to fan. infringe on Trevor Bauer's freedom of speech is particularly offensive to me. And uh, I'm yep. like, come on, man. You're not even – he's not even, like, terribly well-respected anymore. I mean, like, people trash him constantly. No. We do, we've – Yeah, owners no, don't like him. GMs don't right. like him. That's Nobody right. does. And it, so for him – what yeah. like, what does he stand to gain by asking Trevor Bauer to shut it down? I don't get it. I, none of it makes any sense. I don't know. And I, don't know. and I, I only don't say it, it that it's probably way probably because it's making him more famous than his yeah, clients. Exactly. And I only ask, what does he stand to gain? Because that's all he ever cared about. Yeah. So anyway, yep. I don't know. The day he retires will be a good day. Yep. Good day. For I baseball. agree. All right. Baseball but family. Before we oh, go to break. Wow. 
I would say before we go to break, you had uh, you had power rankings, right? Oh yeah, power rankings. So, or do you want to save no, it? No, or do let's you do it save really it? quick. So I I, I just think okay. it's interesting right. that we are looking at some. So MLB did MLB.com did some power rankings, and what's happened here is that the Dodgers are in first place on MLB.com's power rankings, which is fine, makes perfect sense. But the Oakland mm-hmm. Athletics are in number two. And the A's are playing, good playing ball right great now, man. baseball. I, I just want people to pay attention. <laughs> like it happened. It's happening. Whatever it is, it, I don't think they're no, wrong. Whatever it is, is happening in the Bay and it's super awesome. So I freak, man. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I could do without it. You could. Yeah, for sure. you could. Yeah. Not me though. Because... <laughs> Not me though. Get that white elephant a, a ship. That's what I want. I want them parking it right in the bay. So, and and you know what? You know what? I completely buy in on the A's right now because they can put with with a budget yeah. roster that they bought at the ninety nine cent store. You can put together seventy five to eighty good games. Seventy five yeah. to eighty. Let me say very yeah. good games. I'd say they're contenders. 162 game season? No, because they'll run out of gas in the playoffs like they do every year. But 75 to 80 games? Yeah. For sure. And you only need 60 right now through the regular season. So good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I think they'll be good. I'm, I was including playoffs there. Oh, so. Yeah. Oakland has scored 48 runs this you know. season in the seventh inning or later. Jeez. Now, the only other team to do that is Arizona, which is why I picked them as a wild card, by the way. Okay. Let me plug that. All right. Yankees are in number three spot. <laughs> I don't think that's any surprise. <laughs> Um, it's so they're playing great ball with some people on the IL. It's the next man up thing over in New York again. It's like it always is. Yeah. Now, just like I mean, especially last year, you saw you saw the depth, and it shouldn't be surprised. For this year, real. But... Okay. So now the Cubs. This is what's really interesting. The Cubs lost three of the last four to the Brew Crew over those last weekend. Right. That's it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like they're they're killing much, it yeah. right now, and this. Yeah, and and they're they and what it, what it is I feel like that is they've come back down to yeah. earth. Like the Cubs are fourteen and seven, the Dodgers are sixteen yeah. and seven. We're gonna be sixteen and yeah. eight after tonight. Um, but the Yankees are sixteen yeah. and six. You know, so they they've they've kind of leveled out. But at the same time, the fact that they're playing so well for as long as they did, that could be representative yeah. of who they are. I don't know. Now the the number five power ranking in in this uh, article that I thought was was just awesome is the Minnesota Twins, number five. And it's, I think, the, exactly the same argument that you made about Oakland. I really do. I think that, that they are they have so mm-hmm. much power and they have so much uh, hunger and momentum. They just go to work every day, man. They just go mm-hmm. to work. They're just like, we're not, they're not caught up in the hype. They're not caught up in uh, the big names. They're not caught up in the big money. None of that. They're just like, you know what? We're going to come to work today. We're going to play great baseball. Well, and the the thing about the about the Twins too is they are tied with the Yankees for second in run differential at plus thirty eight. I mean, the Dodgers are blowing everybody out yeah, there plus yeah. sixty, but you know when you get down into the field a little bit more, you've got plus thirty eight with the Yankees and Twins. And <clears throat> ooh, sound like I swallowed a robot there. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but no, I feel like that's more representative and more no, sustainable. It is, it is right sustainable. There, and I like it so. So now, anyway, that's the power ranking stuff over the weekend. Um, 
I don't think it'll change too much by tomorrow morning, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, All right, I baseball family, we're going to take a quick break, and then Very we're going to cool. come back. Brad's got some questions for me that I don't know about, so we'll see you in a minute. <laughs> take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I never get back with me root. Root, root for the home stay. Don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Shop kids' baseball shirts at 9plusss.com. Welcome back, baseball family. Um, Brig has something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that I said at the end of the last segment that we would see you in a minute, and I realized that for you that's like 15 yeah. seconds later. So if that, so I thought, well, okay, so I'm so well, sorry. It, but you know, back. now that you mentioned and I think it is like close to like 30 or 45, depending on which one I put in there. But – not, oh, not quite a minute, fine. but anyway, anyway. But yeah, you're right. All right, all right. So, okay, fine. All I have right. some baseball questions I want to ask Brig. It's kind of <laughs> they're kind of like just what things you would talk about with your buddies while you're while you're watching a game. So, I have a list of some questions ah, here. Terrific. Yeah. Let's start with this one first. It's kind of a chicken or egg, chicken and egg thing. Does team chemistry oh, promote okay. success, or does success translate into team chemistry? What do you think? Yikes. Um, that, that is a chicken and egg question. I I think either are a great starting point, but if you don't have team chemistry, it won't sustain. Mm -hmm. So if I, I don't know which comes first necessarily, because I think both can morph and evolve into, you know, the Mm -hmm. other, but I, I would say that the most sustainable model is to have existing organic chemistry that is then strengthened and emboldened and whatever by by tangible success. I told, and then if you have that combination, you cannot fail. I totally agree with you. That I feel like the chemistry comes first because you can you can see teams that lose that have great chemistry. Like last year, we talked about yeah. how the Reds never made losing look so fun. Like that was a team, yeah, that had right, amazing exactly. Team chemistry that you know they were walking around with their cutoff sleeves during throwback day and bringing the <laughs> yeah. weights into the dugout and everything, yeah. getting that pump and everything. Um, you know, they all yeah. did it together. They all were laughing, having fun. I think they lost that day still, but they were they all had fun doing it. So, yeah, no, I right, totally exactly. agree with you that the chemistry comes first, and then and then the winning comes. And you you can't win if you're not gonna have talent, but it definitely helps that with the team chemistry. Yeah. All right. Will baseball ever go the way of the NBA and the KBO? So we're talking MLB. Will MLB ever go the direction of the NBA and KBO and allow loud music during the actual playing of the game rather than just during breaks or walk-up music? I sincerely hope not. Oh, yeah? Um, But I I know your question was, will it? And I think 
I think it could, but it. Well, I'm gonna be dead by then. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I I'm not saying it's impossible. Mm. It's not impossible. They're gonna put they're gonna put branding on the jerseys, and they're gonna get branding on the helmets, and they're gonna get branding on everywhere possible before we die. And then I think that that. So I went to a Savannah Bananas mm-hmm. game. And they did something very similar to that. They just, it was just a ruckus. I can't, you know what? Actually, I take back what I said earlier about never having been to a rowdy baseball uh-huh. game because that Savannah Bananas game was a rowdy experience. Um, so I lied. I wow. apologize. Uh-huh. I, I am terribly sorry. <laughs> uh, but for sure, they played music uh, uh, almost until the pitch was released. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like, and I, I don't remember very well, but it, sometimes I feel like they forgot and just kept it going. <laughs> but that I could be misremembering. I'm open to that. <laughs> I just think I know for sure though that the music was a priority all the way through, like the setup yeah. and the you know into the wind up hmm. for sure. So yeah, and then as soon as the pitch was done. Uh, ball strike whatever or if the guy made contact i feel like music was right back on like that dude was that whoever it was was like bam push the button and see it was interesting i think that would be cool um because that's one thing i really like about nba games is the atmosphere um yeah i think it's a ton of fun and i and honestly i thought this year was going to be the beginning of it I thought that they were just going to mm. play play music during the games because you listen to music during batting practice, you listen to music during practice, everything. And so I thought they were just going to yeah. like, well, there's no fans in the stands, there's no other noise, let's just play music. Instead, they pump in fake crowd noise, which really doesn't bother me and hasn't bothered me because I don't notice it. No. Until Bryce Harper hit that walk-off the other day. Because it's what you expect. Because once, once Bryce Harper hit that walk-off the other day and it was and, and I heard the fake net crowd noise pumped in, but there were no fans of the stands actually cheering, there, there's nobody going crazy. It's like, that is yeah. the most empty walk-off I've ever seen in my entire life. That, that was the first sign. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a departure. It's not a departure from what we expect and what those of us watching and listening on the radio at home yeah. are, are mm-hmm. used to. Yeah. So, which is why they do it, but the... Yeah, I, I'm... I haven't been to an NBA game in years, uh-huh. um, but I, you know, dun, 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 nah, 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 all the way through the, yeah, you're right. That's, yeah, it's constantly that's interesting. Going. I would, it is constantly going. Yeah. I would, I would, I think I would be interested to see what a game mm-hmm. looks and feels yeah. like with that. Um, I'm, I'm open to the idea, which is shocking. <laughs> that is shocking. I mean, because I am a traditionalist, and I think that that we should hold true most of the time. Well, it, but I I think it'd be interesting. And I I, th- I think with the with the upcoming generation, I think it's more likely to happen um, than yeah, it would yeah, have been sure. ten years ago. Because, like I said one time, I I took baseball theory when I was in college because I needed a PE credit, and I'm a nerd like that. But my coach. And then my coach, my, my teacher, Amazing. I think I called him that last time. My teacher told us, he said, I always told my guys when I was coaching, he's like, I said, do not step in that box until they turn that stupid walk of music off. He's like, because I want you focused on the pitch. <laughs> I'm like, no. like I liked mm-hmm. playing at places where they t- kept the music running, you know, basically, like you said, until the pitch is thrown because it helped me stay out of my own mind. You know, I, I feel like yeah, I would have played right. better if we could have had music going the whole time. 
And so, yeah. so I think if it's going to happen, the upcoming generations, you know, maybe maybe within five, ten years, we could see it because that's what the players want. And if players this year say, yeah. we hated the fake crowd noise, we would like to have more music playing that I can see that, it, you know, I can see it, it can happening. Happen. And I, I would think it would be awesome. I think it'd be really cool. And I'm, I'm open to it. Cool. I really well, am. Maybe let's write a letter. And to whom? I don't know. Manfred. Not do about it. Maybe we'll write it to Joe Shoot. Torrey and let him no tuck kidding. it away until he becomes commissioner. Yeah, he just slip it up his sleeve. <laughs> yeah, just put it inside that French cuff sleeve. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. Okay. The knuckleball <laughs> has historically proven to be an effective pitch. So why don't more pitchers throw it? You know, guys can throw it. You know, they know how to. Why don't they? Well, that's a great question. I think what it comes down to is I okay, what that's a really great question. <laughs> I have so many answers. Um who's the Red Sox knuckleballer? Walker Wake, Tim the, Wakefield. Uh it, Wakefield, yeah. thank you. He's probably the most the um, most famous Tim, white, uh, knuckleballer too. He is and and the reason it might sound cheap that I bring him up, but the reason I bring him up is because he not only is he the most famous knuckleballer, but he's also he was a very very effective knuckleballer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got de- destroyed um, by Aaron Boone, you know. So it's like I feel like that the, it's a risk reward thing. It's cost benefit analysis, and not not very many guys are going to throw a pitch that's that off speed um, unless it's the perfect scenario. And that's when that's when baseball gets into a chess, becomes a chess match between the pitcher and the batter. But all of that mind game and the, that strategy and, you know, standing on the, on the hill by yourself, like that is going away. Mm-hmm. At, at this point, the pitchers are being told what pitch to throw when against whom, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And we're, you know, it's not like Nolan Ryan. When Nolan Ryan talked about pitching, it was this mental game. Even David Cohn talked about the mental game, and he loved to just mess with people. He's like, "Okay, what do you think I'm going to throw? Okay, I'm not going to throw that mm-hmm. because I think that's what you think I'm going to throw. And so, because you think that's what you think I'm going to throw, I think you're going to throw this and whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do it that way. Yeah. But that's all. We're we're away from that. So I think that the knuckleball is super effective in that context and i wonder if that's going to carry on i i maybe that's why fewer people throw it than they used to i don't, I don't know i mean Ari dickey won won a cy young with the knuckleball with toronto totally so it, it is still a viable pitch and his was like an 80 mile an hour knuckle so that's like that's unreal. right that's right but yeah but, well and that's the th- that's the other thing about the knuckleball and i've never thrown a knuckleball i have no idea how to throw a knuckleball mm-hmm. but what but from the viewer's perspective what what is interesting about the knuckleball is that throwing it poorly is very easy. Yes. It seems. It seems. Mm-hmm. Throwing it well is exceptionally difficult, but throwing it at an elite level mm-hmm. where you can where you can almost carve out your own success is I think damn near impossible. So I, I that's gotta have something to do with it. Well <laughs> and I mean I don't know if it, I don't know if Part of it is that it doesn't always knuckle in every stadium, because if you throw a knuckleball in in Denver or even Phoenix, it's going to go a long ways. Yeah, 
because you're just lobbing yeah. it up there. It's not going to knuckle. It's not going to move. Um, yeah. And also, I wonder if, because as a catcher, I tried everything I could. Anytime, like, <laughs> I'd be going through the signs of the guy, and, like, I know, I knew he wanted to throw his knuckleball because he had somebody 0-2, and he's just like, oh, yeah, my knuckleball is my out pitch. I'm like, no, dude, he's going to up on first base because it's going to be the backstop. So I'm going through the yeah. signs, yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. they keep shaking me off. Go through everything. I give him fastball twice. You know, and then they keep shaking me off. I call time, go up, like, dude, knock it off. You're not throwing your dang knuckleball because it doesn't knuckle. <laughs> and when it does, I can't catch it because it's impossible. So we're not throwing your knuckleball yeah. today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I wonder if there yeah. are catchers out there who are shutting down pitchers who who want to throw a knuckleball. They're like, no, I'm not catching it. Because Johnny, Johnny sure. Bench said that uh, – I've heard him say, I think it was on Dan Patrick, that the Reds wanted to bring in a knuckleball pitcher. Like, well, you better sign a new catcher because I'm not catching him. And wow. and Bob Euchre says the best way to cut, catch a knuckleball is to let it stop rolling and pick it up. So, <laughs> so, so Mr. Baseball himself, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. So when that's I great. when I heard those things, it made me feel so much better as a catcher growing up. Like, no, I'm not yeah. catching your freaking knuckleball. Get off it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that might be part of it, and also the fact that it, it might not knuckle yeah. wherever you are. You know, like if, yeah, if you that's... get. It's not consistent. Get thin air. It's it's not going to work. And you, and you can't just have a you can't just skip a guy in the rotation because you're playing in Denver or Phoenix. So, no. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a good point. Those are my two. I cents. like that. Yeah, that's that's my two mm-hmm. cents on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. How about this one? And this is okay. this is one that I I read this and I was kind of like, huh? I don't know. Why does spring okay, training? Listen, my- oh, go ahead. My camera's my camera's gonna die. Okay. I'm just gonna warn everybody All that's right. gonna cut out, but it's okay. We'll keep going. We'll do two more. Two more. Yes. Why yeah. does why does spring training have so much more allure than spring than training camp and other sports like the NFL or the NBA? Why is spring training like the pilgrimage? Oh, that's easy, man. It's accessibility. That's that's easy. I think for me it's it's promoted. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's accessible. I mean you can go. They sell tickets mm-hmm. and there's such a relaxed atmosphere. It's so appealing mm-hmm. and you're desperate for baseball by then anyway. Yeah. So you go, you go, you're so, you want to go so bad you want. And it's more than just, I need baseball in my life. There is that, that obviously, mm-hmm. but you, what you end up with is I need springtime. I need summertime. Need I'm so ready. Yeah. I need sunshine. I need warm. I need all this. It's so, it's just this perfect storm of ache and yearn mm-hmm. and need that it's just you end up in this confluence of of perfection and then you throw baseball in there and it's like well i was gonna go south anyway yeah you know might as well be for baseball yeah and you know the nfl has kind of i feel like they kind of saw that and they started selling tickets to training camps so you can get yeah. you can get two three thousand people whatever at training camp but at the same time with baseball sure. like you come to phoenix come to the phoenix area you're not just seeing if you come for the Diamondbacks. You're not just seeing if you come for the Cubs. No. You can see the Cubs. You can see the Diamondbacks, Mariners, A's, Dodgers, Reds, Indians. You can see half of Major League Baseball in one town yeah. or one city. Basically, one t- Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you go to Florida, and yeah, they're spread out a little bit, but it's not that bad. Not it's that big. It's still of a deal. within a couple hours either way. Yeah, and if you go to, I mean, if you're making the trip at that point, you're like, well, we're here. We might as well go north a couple hours. So yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. No, with you. I it's, agree. It's accessibility. Um, it's like you said, that yearning for not just baseball, but the warm weather. You know, 
when we came down this last year, we left in the morning in March and it was 25 degrees in Idaho. We got here, mm-hmm. we landed and it was 80. It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. See, yep. see. And then, and then once you get a taste of that, mm-hmm. you know, your whole life changes. You're like, I'm never not doing this. Oh, I know. I texted my boss. I was like, I'm not coming back <laughs> by the way. And yeah. it turns out I, yeah. I, I almost kind of didn't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, now now you you didn't officially you're there now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I so yeah. I I think it's the perfect storm. I think that's part of the appeal that baseball has is that it it flows in this natural progression. It's it's along this almost cosmic planetary alignment thing where it's just, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. I, I agree. love it. All right, last one. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Should a pitcher ever win an MVP award, or should that be reserved for an everyday player because pitchers have the Cy Young Award? Mm. Yeah, this is one of those age-old questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with a pitcher winning an MVP. Nothing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nothing at all. I think that you have to look really closely – Mm-hmm. I think that this, the threshold or the standard is a little higher for pitchers to win MVP, but I don't think it it's impossible. I don't think – yeah, exactly. I don't think it should be barred. But if you get a guy who can go – so let's take the current scenario, the current environment, right? You get a guy who can stand on the mound once every five days, mm-hmm. and he's just in his spot in the rotation. And he can carry you not only through seven, but all the way through eight, nine. Mm-hmm. First of all – that is going away. There are very few pitchers that right. people that they're going to let go over a hundred pitches and through nine, mm-hmm. eight even, because you might have a couple of bad half innings in there. So what you end up with for me is a. So if you, if you want to give an MVP to a pitcher, he's he's got to go, he's got to go seven or more consistently, and I mean like very consistently, and then. And he's got to go 100-plus pitches or more, you know, like even to 120 even. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see multiple complete games. But then what it comes down to is Ks. It's all about strikeouts at that point. Mm-hmm. What is the player's impact? And you could you could say war. War is, you know, an effective tool to measure this. But if you uh, – ERA almost gets there um, for the – for the entirety of this person's impact on the game itself mm-hmm. and the, you know, when they're playing that's so that's why war, you know, is arguably a right more important statistic. Yeah. But the, the point is that I, you know, if you can get a guy who can go seven plus eight plus over a hundred pitches consistently, and then is also racking up, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like I need seven strikeouts bare minimum per game okay i want to see i want to see more in the 10 range mm-hmm. and then i want to see i want to see lots of ground balls and flyouts and stuff like that like his era still has to be low obviously right. um yeah but but i what i'm saying is see see what see what it takes to get a pitcher an mvp and just in my mind mm-hmm. this becomes this it, it's a very difficult thing but it's possible and if a guy is doing that Man, they are literally the most valuable player on the team, and maybe in the entire organization, uh, or in the entire freaking MLB. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I don't think 
that it's as difficult for a position player mm-hmm. who plays most every day to to rack up the statistics and the impact like it would be for a starting pitcher, for for instance. Now, if you're talking about relief closers, mm-hmm. it'd be really difficult for a relief pitcher or a closer to earn MVP. I just I I don't think they play in the game long enough. That's it. And it's nothing against them. That's the role they play. It's perfectly acceptable. They they fill a very, very important role, but it's just difficult to impact the game in, in, as much as you need to for MVP in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time. That's it. And see, I, I'm kind of the opposite on that. I don't feel like a starter could earn it because MVP is typically given to somebody, unless you're Mike Trout, who's on a very good team. Um, because yeah. your, your performance is translating into wins. And a pitcher, yeah, maybe maybe that team is winning only one out of every five games. You know, that happened with Felix Hernandez when he won the same. And even even then, they weren't winning one out of every five games, you know? That yeah, he won the Cy Young because of his solo, strictly because of his solo performances. And I I feel like the guy who is really going to make the most impact to be not only most valuable pitcher on his team, but also most valuable player in the league is going to be a closer. Because mm. if you have a closer who racks up 50, 60 saves there is probably 40 to 45 of those where it was really him closing truly that pitcher closing out the game that if you had another, if you had another closer come in, he would probably blow a lot of those. Yeah. This guy is in there. He's in there every single night, just about closing the other team out and shutting the door, basically creating eight inning game because you don't need to worry. You don't need Mm -hmm. to worry about that ninth inning. Um, that I, yeah, I feel like I feel like the closer is really the one who's going to have the greatest impact coming out of the pitching staff because, like I said, if they're not going to give the MVP typically to somebody on a bad team, so if you've got a starter who's coming out every five days doing his thing, like Garrett Cole last year, who didn't, who he still yeah. hasn't lost a decision aside from the World Series since, and I don't even, I don't even at this point, it's been, I don't even remember. I mean, it's yeah, been like it, May of last year. Yeah, since he's exactly. Lost a decision, and he yeah. still didn't win the MVP because he was on a team with. Justin Verlander coming out, getting wins. Um, Zach Granke, who they traded for, was coming in and getting wins. You know, it's a very good team that, despite Garrett Cole's otherworldly performance for the entire season, he still wasn't the most valuable player on that team or much less in the league. So that's why I think it's really hard for a starter. If anybody coming out of the pitching staff, it's going to be, is going to be the closer because they're the one who's, who's creating, basically creating those wins out of, out of an opportunity when they somebody else could come in and blow it. So well, and th- and that's what I'm saying. I I guess I I understood your question to be starters. I, I you know oh, at sorry, first I, anyway. No no yeah. no because I qualified it to encompass those other positions. Mm-hmm. But so you didn't. This is nobody's at fault here. But um, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like it it would take more for a starting mm-hmm. pitcher to earn MVP. And I think we agree on that. Yeah, for sure. But I yeah. think that if you can do it in something similar to the way I've outlined, then you cannot argue with that person being the most valuable player. You can't. Uh huh. Yeah, and but, and yeah. I I do think it's just I think it's so hard though because you've got Jacob Degrom who was obviously the the most valuable player on that team for the sure last three years yeah, at and, least three yeah yeah and 
the fact that they're not winning games, that's why he's not coming close to an MVP. That's right. That that's his, exactly his right. This is not translating into wins. Um, the well, and and, and we need to separate this starts because there's nothing he can do about it. Right, and we need to separate this when we're talking about wins. We're talking about two different things here, and and probably both at the same time and at different times. That's the problem. Yeah, is yeah. we're we're talking about games won mm-hmm. collectively. The team won the game versus the pitcher won and earned that statistic. I th- I I view them separately. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, to view I totally them separately. One hundred percent. Yeah. So so if we're talking, did the pitcher earn a win, a la Garrett Cole? Mm-hmm. and and come out on top of that decision or did the team win see this is the problem i have with the with the pitchers winning or losing oh, games yeah. i think yeah, it's, it's it's a bad a, stat it's become a really it's bad, bad stat. it's so flawed and yeah and, because because like i said garrett cole hasn't lost a decision i mean he it mean, doesn't mean he's undefeated in that time it means no. that he came out of the game either with a lead or tied that's right at that time that's right and it's a flaw and, in the system. Yeah. It just is. And it's been around mm-hmm. way, way too long. we got to get over it. But baseball, again, is obsessed with its past. So we, yeah. how do we qualify the future if we change that and compare it to the past? So what, they're, what they've done, they, whomever, they've just decided <laughs> to, <laughs> to keep it the same. And it's terrible. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. The, the point is, do I agree with you? Does the closer have the opportunity? Mariano Rivera is probably the greatest example ever. Does mm-hmm. he have the ability to impact the game greater than the starting pitcher? Yes. Yes, absolutely. But the same goes the other way. It's just more difficult. And it depends on the yeah. offense. And it depends on the defense. And it depends. You know, it's so – that's the problem with giving the pitcher the MVP is it's there's so many other things that that's out of their control, which is the same problem yeah. – that you have with the win-loss statistic. There's yeah. so many factors that are out of their control that you can't – it's it's a flawed statistic. So, which which I understand makes this discussion a little bit rhetorical. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the point is, it's, like, <laughs> it's purely academic at this point. But what I'm saying is I, I agree with you. I think we're probably saying the very same thing. We just um, – can you give look your question was is it okay to give a pitcher any pitcher at all an mvp award and i say yes yes it is even with the cy young i would be uh-huh. okay with i would be okay with a pitcher winning both that'd be okay yeah. it'll never happen people are no. too interested in spreading trophies around and you know making sure everyone's happy but the point is i i can if both were justifiable then yes both are acceptable in my mind. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And and like I said, I feel like it's more likely a closer than a starter, but that that's because of impact in the game. But yeah, I th- well, it was I, an interesting question when I came across it. I, yeah. I was like, man, I had never thought of that before. No, it, it's it's a I great question. About. It's and and oh. and the only reason the closer uh, over the starting pitcher is because it would take so much more for the starting pitcher to accomplish the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because of appearances and. There's a lot. Just the way it works out. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to it, but and the yeah. game is changing. The game is changing. Guys can't go complete games every night like they used yeah. to. Yep. And that that's a, I think it's terrible shame. I understand that that we want to save arms and that you know we're worried about injury prevention and all that. I'm on board mm-hmm. with that. I just wish there was a better way 
to find a middle ground um, and keep it the way it's been for, you know, forever. It'd be so, nice. But yeah. yeah. There's not. The baseball family, let us know what you think. Comment on the Facebook group, 9 Plus SVIPs. If you're not a member, go send us a request. We'll add you. you. We can have tons of conversation there. You can send us your thoughts in our mailbag. There's a link to the mailbag in the doobly-doo of every episode on pod, uh, wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube. Um, send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, at Baseball Together on Instagram, at Baseball the number two together on Twitter. Let's don't forget about any of those questions. Oh, so. yeah. And don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Tonight I'm wearing my Let Freedom Swing shirt. I was until my camera died. And then uh, I'm also wearing my Dia Del Mago hat, which is very nice. exciting. And, and the, it's, it's got the aqua blue going on and the pink outline. Super exciting. If you're not up on what Dia Del Mago is, we celebrated it this last week. And uh, if you remember the 9 Plus S VIP group, you know exactly what that is. So jump on there. Podcast listeners should be aware as well. But uh, we mm -hmm. got some exciting stuff on the shop right now. Yeah. So Briggs said that he was wearing his Freedom Swing shirt until his camera died. Then he proceeded to take it off. Because that's, that's how he rolls. Correct. <laughs> it's like being don't on a Zoom meeting at work, bro. It's like, why wear pants? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't found a good reason to wear pants yet. <laughs> you and me both. But don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Tell your friends about us so we can grow it. And baseball family, we will catch you next week on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm.